Hi there, and welcome to the I'll Try That podcast. Uh, this week we are sampling. I'm gonna I, quack like a duck. <laughs> this is this quack. is no time for farmyard impressions. <laughs> yeah, it's the the be, the, be, the Belgian beer that you drink out of a cool glass. <laughs> All the Belgian beers you drink yeah. out of <laughs> And we'll learn and we'll learn a bit more about that later, won't we, yes, boys? Yes, we will. Yes. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> oh yeah. Hooray. Can't wait, yeah. I'm also joined by Joe and Barber. Oh hi. So, hi. so so that's nice. But first I'm gonna I'm gonna hand you over to Matt Barber. I've, why I'll did I blank on your name? I'm really str- <laughs> Clearly, I'm in really, trouble. I've been really struggling recently with just just remembering things. <laughs> this it's is not gonna good. Sound, this is going to sound like an episode where we're hammered, and we've done one episode before this, and that was a no low beer. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> we really. Oh really god! To be really fair, though, to be like fair, this. that was probably one of the smoothest entrances Rich has done actually for us, which is very good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Gives us an so, air of authenticity. Yeah. Um, Barber, hot topic, you go. Hot topic, me now. Yes, yeah. right. So, how long of how long has the, po- the podcast been going? Is it coming up on three years? Yeah, can it really be already? It has is. it been three it's two, years? It's definitely two and a half already. We're, it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to. Yeah. be an. It's going to be an April, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my god. April May time. Yeah. Heavens above. So wow. obviously, our years have uh, years. Our lives have been, you know, very deeply enriched uh, in those last three years. Do we feel that there's been something missing out of the last three years? And and if so, what do you think it is? Um, it's missing cake. What's been missing? Well, we've cake. had cake all the way through, haven't we? Well, maybe you specifically have been missing cake. Yeah, you've been you've been taking say, you've been you taking your food intake a bit more seriously. I think than maybe in the last few years. Yeah. That's probably. I get that. I get you're missing that. Um, and and you know what? this isn't this isn't a right or wrong answer. This is kind of a little bit uh, opening. I am going to venture an answer. Um, at the end, but I'm here. I'm, I'm all ears for whatever suggestions you might have. And if anything else been missing from the last three Trip, years? Trips to New York or time in New York. I haven't been back since I left over three years ago. So yeah, I'm missing that for sure. Seeing friends, uh, seeing considering, people. Considering you lived there, that is probably quite a stark um, absence, isn't it? Uh, s- sunsets. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's that's very poetic, Trevor. Have you not <laughs> seen the sunsets in, in the last three years? I just and, feel and, I could have said more. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if so, what have you been doing at dusk? <laughs> just kind of like hanging out. Okay, looking und, the wrong und, way. Und, under bridges, you know. Facing facing east, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, He's had plenty of sunrises through his side those three years. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Someone's just got to come, come over and turn him round. Um, yeah. <laughs> Before this gets any weirder, I'll tell you what's been missing. <laughs> I'll tell you what's been missing, and that is, of course, the great sausage roll-off. What? <laughs> this is sounds like the best thing I've never heard of, but I needed in my life. I, I think, I think, to be honest, this is a this is a flimsy pretext for for hot topicking, really. Um, but it's just a thing that's very well named, and therefore we wanted to talk about. It's been reported in in beer today uh, a week from time of recording, so actually it probably will have happened by the time that this comes out, but on February the 8th, the Red Line pub in Barnes <laughs> is hosting the Great Sausage Roll-Off again. 
the older I get, just just you know, let's just get this get this straight. <laughs> the older I get, the more I think sausage rolls are absolutely uh, fantastic. Mm. Um, and this is they are the best. They for, are one of the best of, foods for those of you. For those of you whose reasons of deduction are, are somewhat wanting, this is this is basically there is a sausage roll competition that, has, <laughs> that happens at the Red Lion Pub in in, in Barnes. Um, uh, it's been going on since 2013. Obviously, there has been a hiatus since then, um, but it's coming back, and they've just announced their judging panel. Um, you know, some famous names here: Simon Rimmer from Sunday Lunch. James O'Brien from LBC, uh, Kate Nichols, OBE from UK Hospitality. I love they put OBE Daniel in Clifford. there as well. Like just, just to let you know. <laughs> yeah, I know right, yeah. Daniel Clifford, Miss Summerhouse, and Pip Lacey from uh, Hitcher. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Angus McKean, McKean, yeah, McKean, uh, uh, said, I'm so excited to show off this year's judging panel. I'm very humbled by their commitment to head down to Barnes for the night. We've not held roll-off for three years, so I'm delighted we are coming back with a banger <laughs> this year. The calibre of judges means our entrants have a tough challenge ahead of them. What I really like is I listen to LBC from time to time, and James O'Brien's on there. And as I understand, James O'Brien is also a judge on, like, Britain's best kebab. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I really want his gig, basically. but. Um, does does he just get to go around just hosting takeaway foods? Like yeah, can you like, imagine? Like the great fish and chip because like every single fish and chip shop seems to have an award for best fish and chip shop. Yeah. Whenever you go there, so does is that his job? He just goes around different fast food outlets to say well, you've you've got an award. Well, that's a, well no, he to be honest, that's not his main job. His main job is a radio DJ, but that's this is just his extracurricular activities, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good, yeah. Like, yeah. And also, I mean, if he's looking for any other job, um, if he gets bored of being a DJ, he can always say, "Look, you know, I do this. You know, I was commit to my job very seriously. I'm imagining I'm writing his CV for him." But he can turn around and go, "You know, in my spare time, I I judge kebabs and sausage rolls." <laughs> um, Imagine, is, or, or that's his like um, his, his dating profile. You know, well, tell me something that you don't uh, you know <laughs> about me that you don't know. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd I've, like. I'd like to think every picture on his profile is just him eating a different fast food, <laughs> kind of candlelight. Um, I think I think he's actually somewhat more of a hard-hitting, uh, a little bit political commentator. So actually, I think a lot of the sausage rolls and kebabs go, go in the background. But um, uh, yeah, it's um, that is that is nice work if you can get it, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, it's a good gig. That is that. That is the kind of my dream gig. It's also just a good, uh, if you, you know, times are tough at the moment. You know, food, the crisis, you know, the prices and everything's going through the roof. It's nice to have an evening of free food, you know. It's good to, good to know. Oh, yeah. The thing is, but, this has actually been a timely reminder of the fact that I've got some puff pastry in the fridge. Oh, you know, the Just Roll stuff. Oh, I really yeah. ought to have a go at making my own sausage yeah, rolls. it's a really good point. I've got some as well, and we've been thinking, scratching our heads, what are we going to do with it? And actually, sausage rolls might have to be the answer. So, oh, so... Are we all agreeing that that next year we're going to the sausage roll-off? <laughs> we need diaries. something to break up the, yeah. the, the January, February, March sort of vibe. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm down. You know what? I'd, I'd really like to think one of them just turns up with a Greg sausage roll and tries to claim it as his own. <laughs> just, yeah, <laughs> see, if, see if anyone notices. I don't know, man. You know, I'm, I, I, like, I feel like... I've missed out. I just Greg's is just not a place I 
think to go of go, go to no. that often. And everyone tells me how good. It, actually, I do like a steak bake. Mm. In fact, we went to the Greggs when we were in Weymouth, right? Yeah, we went I, to Greggs with, with Rob. My, my, yeah. my beef with Greggs, quite literally, with the beef is because I'm a big steak bake fiend. <laughs> I love it. But I hadn't had one for years. I'm saying probably close to like seven years. Had a steak bake and they changed the recipe. It was different. And I just, it, I just, it's, it's like new Coke. I just couldn't get on with it. I had to get rid of it. I was like, no. That's, that's, that's how I feel about hash browns. <laughs> what in general? <laughs> what? <Well, yeah. laughs> no, hash I, browns have changed. Yeah. I'm, I'm convinced they have. Like, what? It seems like all hash browns I have these days are like the not as good hash browns that I'd had in the past. And I don't know whose hash browns they were that I had that were really good before. <laughs> no. But I've, I like I like to recently, think, and I love one. I like to think there's a conspiracy that every hash brown you have, people are swapping out the good ones and giving you the bad ones. It's good. <laughs> yeah. It's like I've got a kind of like little mischievous spirit going ahead of me wherever I'm about to have a dirty fry at breakfast and go take away his good hash browns. Um, good. Well, I'm, I'm I'm glad we managed to seal all of that off before it got weird. Talking of <laughs> talking of uh, the good stuff, I couldn't wait to talk about quack. Um, I think wow. you did yes. a good good service there, Rich, in the intro. But yeah, Seamless. quack. Yeah. It is as ridiculous a name as it sounds, but. Now we've we've said it, and you realise it's, and now you've heard us talking about it, and realise it's an actual beer. You won't be able to get that word out of your head. And when you see it in in real life, you'll go, "Oh yeah, quack!" And you'll say it in that kind of ex- exclamation way. I've been saying so also just because actually it was because I was looking for lots of places. Quite hard to get hold of quack. Mm. Uh, I I found. Um, I've been getting into. I'm guessing we pronounce it Parvels. Parvels. Yes, I, I, that's how I would say. Yeah. It. Yes. So it's Parvels Quack, which is from. Uh, anyone want to have a crack at pronouncing the name of the brewery? Um, yeah, I got okay. this. Wait there. Per, where is it? I just can't find it on the bottle. Oh, you promised Drabbers that you were all over this. <laughs> As we as we discussed from the start, I'm I'm, I'm a bit out of it right now. This is it's uh, not, it's not you can do it. Well, oh, Bostil, yeah, Bostil, nice. Brewery, and we'll, and we'll cut, we'll, okay. we'll edit it so it looks like you had the information right on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> See, oh, there we go. Yeah. It's just as we, as you, I don't know where my head is right now. <laughs> this the quack's gone to your head. Um, because it is, quack's gone it's to a my punchy head. beer. It's eight point. Uh, what yeah. is it? Eight point. 8.4. 8. 8.4%. 8. 4. 8. 4. Ooh. I mean, it's a proper Belgian. Really, it, is, it is delicious, really though. I can't to express how much I'm enjoying this quack right now. And Banana, I, I want to say... Bananary, did I hear one of you say? What's that, sorry? Oh, sorry, go on. Did, I was going to say, did I hear someone say bananary earlier Ooh. on? Was it you dropped us taste you got yeah. the banana sort of... That was, yeah. I, I, my, my first whiff of it was, was banana I got from Ooh. it. That is absolutely bananas, but but not quite, you know, the like a nice banana, but you know, like the foam bananas that you get, like the sweetie foam bananas. Oh, I think I, know what, <laughs> I think mean, I know what you mean. But I was quite liking your banana thing because the more I'm like sniffing <laughs> it and trying it, I'm, and I'm picturing banana, the more I'm going, oh, I can. It's got a sweetness to it, but I think that's also because of the fermentation, the sugars that you're kind of getting from it. Because it is a, yeah. although this this version we're having, which is the amber, which is the original quack beer. Um, they do have a blonde, and they do have a um, uh, they have a, a rouge as well, um, which is like a, their cherry version as well. This is this is the original one that started it all, the one that started it all. I didn't think I would enjoy it. 
Why is in that? all honesty, Why when is I said, I don't know, just just when just the initial look and the and the initial smell and everything like that, but it's really nice. Like. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's uh, it, it's a thinker rather than a drinker, to use a, a, a phrase it, I think yeah. I mentioned before, isn't it? Set yourself a bit of time to go and actually sit and enjoy this. Don't drink it because you're going and having a session. It's get yourself in a nice armchair with a little bit of time to kill and sit and sip it and, you know, think about the world. I'd quite like to be in a... Um... Like the leather chairs, wing back, wing back, wing back chairs. chairs. Yeah, yes. yeah. Quite like to, with quite a fire roaring, yeah, sort of thing, and the possibility of smoking a cigar. Oh, I'd, <laughs> I'd hold the cigar because I would wouldn't be. I'd be coughing and spluttering all over the place. It might ruin my own experience of this drinking of quack. But I do. I I I, you'd I, be, I agree. You'd be quacking everywhere. I'd be quacking all over. <laughs> 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 Terrible. <laughs> um, but to be fair, what drew, what struck what drew me to this beer the very first time I ever had it actually was in Worcester with my dad um, at the Belgian beer cafe, and it was the fantastic glassware and wood holding device, whatever you want to call it, um, that the beer that the, the glass goes in because this glass I'm holding up, gentlemen, is a lovely big tall thing with a bulbous bottom which you can't put down you have to put it into its its holder its holster um holster it's holster holster. It's holster in order to drink it now we what, what barbara do you have anything on why this glass is shaped the way it is well well you're asking that because you know i do <laughs> here's one i made earlier <laughs> well there's a couple of things here before i explain why i did want to point out that off air uh, Joe and I were having. Well, we didn't have a debate. It's far more friendly than that. But a proper pub I think chat. I, was ven- I think we had a proper pub <clears throat> chat about this. Yeah, <laughs> I think I I was venturing the idea that the whole point is you leave the glass in the wooden holster and you pick the wooden holst- holster up holder uh, by the handle um, for pouring and for drinking with. Uh, and I think you were saying, Joe, that you were fairly sure that actually you use it for pouring. But not necessarily for drinking. Um, so well, it was we certainly it was in... even news to me that you could hold it up with with the wooden handle. I think I was always just thinking yeah. you just use the take the glass out of the holster and, and you just use it for holding the glass still when you're not holding the glass. But you're absolutely right in that you could, and I have been trying both ways. You can hold the wood and both consume the liquid with it, and I use it to pour it straight, in. Straight from it, yeah. And so actually, that got us onto the topic of me going, well, do you know what? I'm going to bloody show him. I'm going to go find out and tell him that, yeah, no, you are meant to hold up the, the wooden bit. Uh, we'll get into how well that went in a minute. But the first uh, tool I happened upon was a um, uh, basically a, a, a beer community chat, um, uh, beeradvocate.com which may have other, other topics going on. Um, and so <laughs> I read one uh, testimony on there and I thought, well, okay, you know, that perfectly convinces us of one way. Uh, and then read another one and go, oh, okay, maybe it's it's the other way. Um, so there was people saying, so remove the glass from the holder and don't use the holder as a handle for the glass. This seems to be consensus. Um, we've then got just lift the whole thing up by the wooden handle and drink. Um <laughs> We've got people saying, when I lived in Belgium, I never saw anybody take the glass out of the wooden holder. You use the wooden part as a handle and drink it like that. It's actually kind of hard to get the glass out of the wood. And for a reason, it's supposed to be there. 
The next person then said, every time I've had it, I always remove it from the wood. It's always kind of awkward to try and pick it up by that thing, but it does have a handle uh, suggesting that's what it's for. I know someone else had also said you can pick it up by the handle, but also if you do that too quickly, it can fall out yes. of the little divot at the bottom of the glass. I agree. That's as, what I found as, with as it. As well. Especially in the latter stages of consu- consumption of the beer. I'm right in the bulb bottom end when of it. And it, it, it it's back. almost slipped a couple of times out of its holster. I'm sure it would get caught. Yeah. It's not going <laughs> to properly fall out, but it was a little bit disconcerting, I must say. So would, would, would we just assume it's a bit more dealer's choice? When it comes to I feel like how you, you could, drink it. I feel you can do it either way, Trabs. I feel you could do. Yeah. I think um, if I was in a in a pub serving quack, I think I would look disapprovingly on someone no matter what they did. <laughs> just be like, oh, I had in my hands going, oh, he's picking up the wooden handle. Oh, oh for God's sake, he's picked the glass up and left the wooden handle behind one idiot. I, I would really, I'd really like to think that if you did go to Belgium and start drinking out of one of these and you did it incorrectly, you'd be chased out of any bar, pub, or restaurant <laughs> yeah, that you that, I hope that, so too. that you did it from. <laughs> <laughs> Just refuse service. Uh, well, I, um, it goes back to I think we, I can I can jump in because uh, I think you're about to talk about why this glass is in this particular way. Maybe I can just jump in to give you the starting points for that because I think I've, I think I know where you're going hmm. with it, but. Basically, this beer started out in Napoleon's time. You know, obviously, we know French, mm-hmm. French, you know, prime minister, leading general, all this guy. It took <clears throat> all the nations of Europe to stop Napoleon, blah, blah, blah. All the, we've heard all the stories. But there was a brewer and owner of the De Horn Inn in Dendermonde, which is a Flemish part of Belgium, uh, over on the eastern side of Belgium. Um, and basically, mail coaches stopped there every day. Uh, and so the coachmen um, weren't allowed to actually leave their coaches and horses in order to have their thirst quenched along with the passengers. So I think you were about to nah. say, is this where you were about to pick up, Bart? You were about, there you yeah, go. You were about to, yeah. So it is actually, this is known as the coachman's glass. Love it. Um, and actually, it comes from a bit of a context. It was like, there are almost as many glasses for the number of beers in, in, in Belgium. But obviously, the quack one is really iconic. That it can't stand on its own; it's got to stand in this uh, in this rack thing. But basically, uh, and the reason why I think Joe, in the end, you were correct in that you aren't supposed to pick up the wooden handle and lift it up, is because the sort of top part of the handle is actually something that was attached onto the coaches. Brilliant. Uh, and the coach drivers having these particularly thick gloves. Um, can get their hands round a a sort of normal glass or, or or pop it onto the side, so they needed to have this kind of like quite small thin thin neck, and then they needed to have something that they could rest it on. So they put it on the stand, and the stand was actually attached to the coach itself, and that's how they were picking it up. It's so good, Gabs. I'm going to send you a photo. So, yeah. I'm going to send you a photo that you can have a look at on the chat because um, it is brilliant. So this, so this, uh, so this, so this well, is the yeah. original. So this is the original beer holder. Basically. basically. Well, the, it was, like cup holder. It, well, yeah, I think you're right. It is the original cup holder. That's such a good analogy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also think they've completely and utterly over, overcomplicated the process. Tell us more. Because they could... Well, they could have just built actually built a cup holder. That's not, that, that, that's not a hard concept, surely, because they had bowls and other things like that. 
Why couldn't they I think just it goes back into the coach? Well, you're right. I think it goes back to what um, Charlotte McEwen was just saying, where, you know... <laughs> 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 well, I had to say because it popped up on chat. <laughs> Outrageous. What Barbara was saying was the fact that um, they couldn't hold normal glasses because glassware because of these big gloves they had on. Is that right, Barbara? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, I How? imagine the idea is just pretty cold. A good thing to warm you up, though, as well, is, is quack, isn't it? How big are these gloves? Oh, mate, like the size like, of a house. <laughs> just, <laughs> I quite like to expand on my idea as if, uh, if I'm honestly suggesting that you actually pick up the wooden handle. Back, back way back in <laughs> Napoleonic times, technically, if you wanted to drink it, you needed to pick up a whole cart <laughs> just, just to get the glass on one side. I think I think maybe maybe we've got, we've we've tapped into like one of the oldest you know um, old school versus the new school. The old school is just about the glassware, whereas the new school is you pick up the wooden structure as well. <laughs> but I love it. This is so cool. It's just so, so unusual. And as you said, it's like there are so like, every beer and brewery worth their salt have have their own glassware. But this is one of the most iconic ones. So I had to I had to have it just had to have this um but also as well a classic as well with a um a heritage beer that's got such a pomp and circumstance around it as in having its own glass structure with a wooden frame it also has its own pouring ritual as well which i i, I subjected you both to off camera the the pouring <laughs> the pouring ritual of uh, of the beer not on not too dissimilar to the um to the Guinness pouring situation where you have to start off with at, a, at an angle, uh, pour about half in, maybe just under half, and then put it down, let it settle, let the head form, and then you pour in the rest like as a straight bottle, um, basically at the top. And it creates, as you would imagine with most Belgian beers, uh, like about a, a, a seven centimetre head, which is a, a chunky head on, on the top of, the, of a beer. Beautiful. Uh, is, I, I do thoroughly enjoy I do love a good glass, and this is definitely... Definitely up up there in the top ten. You won't get a more iconic one, will you? Who who do we think owns the brewery of Quack and the brand of Quack? Some ducks. Oh, no idea. I kind of assumed it was a you know uh, they've they've kept it in the family sort of thing. Um, but yep. Bostils, but uh, I'm prepared to be um, told wrong because uh, I think also they do a couple of others, don't they, that aren't as famous. Uh, I was reading a little bit about the Tripel Carmeliet Deus and and something else. Although they've started doing um, in 2019, they made a new beer. It was called Monte Cristo. Um, but I would have thought that if they were owned by a big brewery brewing company, that we would have um, a I'd have been able to get hold of them a bit easier, a bit more easily, um, uh, and that yeah, you would see them more 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 around the place. But um, no, go, go on. Who who um who owns them? Well, it's only that small company of AB and Bev. No, oh, little <laughs> cute little independent brewery. <laughs> yeah, so oh. they're owned by AB and Bev, and they have been for quite a while. Um, yeah, just... which I thought was quite surprising because there's nothing, obviously nothing about AB and Bev all over them, and the fact to your point, Barbara, you can't really get them very easily this was difficult to get but you can get them quite easily in like on trade so when you go to like belgian style bars or you go to certain restaurants that might sell it like you can definitely get it there but yeah i mean they haven't really hit the supermarket scene but i have to wonder it's because they don't they have a very unique like 
consumption vessel, the glassware and the wooden thing. I have to feel that's why they haven't really hit the UK stores, you know, supermarkets by storm, because you this in a can just wouldn't really cut it, would it? It just it just wouldn't be the selling point. You like I think I think the selling point is the glass and that how iconic it is and stuff like that. And I yeah, I don't think I would be enthralled to buy this in a can and pour it out and be like, yep, yeah, quack sign. Yeah, just, a couple of cans of quack is not going to happen, is it? Yeah, who's getting um, on the quack tonight? Uh, but then to be fair, that actually you got a little bit of tip of the hat to AB and Bev, and then not mucking around with something that is steeped in history and, and tradition has got like that that identity of its own. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, this is a delicious beer. I, I'm just, I do enjoy a quack whenever I have one, and the fact that I've now invested my you know, a small fortune into getting the glassware and the <laughs> and the and the uh, the wooden frame, and you know, it's it's more that I actually kind of wish that they did have bottles of quack, um, more for the refill aspect in my local supermarket, so I can go and use my my vessel. But you know, no, I'm, I'm I do wish it was more available because it is a really delicious beer. I can't get over just how enjoyable this is. But at eight point eight point two eight point four percent, yeah, eight point four percent, it is a. Uh, a hefty Belgian beer for sure, but it doesn't taste like a very strong beer. I think that's the danger of it is it's gone down very quaffable. It's very quaffable, basically. Oh, it's I, very smooth. It's, I kind of like that banana-y kind of comment you made earlier yeah. on Drabs, actually. I just quite like that. That's quite interesting. I, I, I finished that far too quickly, which is... Like, it was... It was... As I thought, I, would, I wouldn't I would be a fan, but it is delicious. And it does... It is... It's a little bit sweeter... And then, then I thought it would be, and I think that's why I quite like it. You know how old they are, Travers, right? Oh, don't they? Yeah. It's not like you. What's going on? I know, I know. Uh, they're just... Feeling right? He did say he was in a weird mood today, so... Yeah. That's it. Maybe, oh, maybe... it doesn't, doesn't taste like sherbet. I don't like it. None of that this week, is there? <laughs> that... <laughs> <laughs> Look, when, when, um... when, when something's good, I'll, I'll admit it's good. Oh, I was going to say, it brings me on to an interesting point here. I didn't, I didn't run this by you guys. I actually had an email from from, from a listener this week, and they said, "Dear, uh, dear guys, I really love the podcast. Um, how come Drabbers is so wrong about Timothy Taylor's and pretty much everything?" Um, so, I, shall, shall, shall I let you field that one? I, I, you know. <laughs> the silence um, is deafening. I have to I have to explain one thing. I've just spotted something else on their Instagram while I was look, just looking up their numbers while we're having this another hearted hearty debate about Timothy Taylor's. Um, <laughs> I've just noticed because obviously we've just kind of talked about how actually it's quite unobtainable this whole glassware with you know wooden structure thing, and I, and, and I did kind of allude that it's not inexpensive. Quack have Quack have got the solution. Do you want to think? Do you want to think what this solution might be? Is it contact your local scaffolder and have them put something together that's similar but cheaper? <laughs> yeah, or the local carpenter <laughs> yeah. say, and, and, and glass blower and yeah. just get, get them to do something. <laughs> so what they're doing is they're offering it. It's only in Belgian supermarkets at the moment. It might get rolled out worldwide if this is a real hit. Well, we live Basically, in home. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a version of this of this like kind of weird you know, tall glass but with a flat bottom you know who'd have thought it actually putting a bottom on it that you can hold, whoa, put it down whoa. slow down there Brainiac. <laughs> the, <laughs> the box the cardboard box that this particular glass comes oh, in with you. 
you fold it up in a particular way and it becomes the holding bit. <laughs> so you can pretend that you've got the real thing, but you have a really rubbish one. I really want you to do the voiceover for the advert. <laughs> it's not as good as this one, but... <laughs> yeah. It becomes the holding bit. The holding bit. We've got a bit. And you can pretend that you're having the real deal, but you're not. (laughs) Fab. Psych. (laughs) Let's do the numbers very quickly. Um, I can't find them on Twitter. So Instagram, you have 5,201 followers. And I think we became, I think we became, we pushed them over to the one. I think they were 5,200 before. And now we are the 5,201th Instagram follower. Lucky, lucky brewery. So yeah. Interesting quack. Quack. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all we have time for this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>